0: Your Story with Melinda Estabrooks, an exclusive presentation of Faith Strong Today. Listen for new episodes every Monday and subscribe to the podcast at faithstrongtoday.com.
1: Our stories have the power to connect us, to inspire us, and give us courage. On Your Story with Melinda, your story matters.
0: There is nothing like that moment when a woman is awakened to the truth that she is who God says she is. She can do what God says she can do, and she can have all that God says she can have. It's that moment when her faith makes that six-inch drop from her head to her heart, and her passion, purpose, and potential are activated. This is the moment when everything changes forever. Now, that's the foreword. From Christine Kane to this book here by Debbie Lindell, she believes embracing the life you were created to live. And I am thrilled that my guest just out of Springfield, Missouri is here with me on Skype. You're going to love Debbie. Debbie serves alongside her husband, John, at James River Church, which has an average weekly attendance of over 14,000 people. She is a leader and a speaker and a conference host. And in 2003, Debbie launched the Designed for Life Women's Conference, and it's now drawing nearly 10,000 women from across the nation and the world. Uh, designforlife.org if you want to know about that. But Debbie is here to share all about embracing the life you were created to live. And I know you listeners and viewers are going to love her.
1: Debbie, welcome to the show. Oh, it is so good to be on with you, Melinda, and to all your audience. I'm thrilled to be here today. Amazing.
0: Let, let's start with this. This resonates with me, Debbie. She believes embracing the life you were created to live. I love that. I, I love that topic. I love that idea. But before we get into that, I want to know more about you. I know our listeners and viewers are like, who's Debbie? We want to know about her. So let's start with you, like growing up, how you found Jesus, and then how you got to this place where you're just so passionate uh, to share this truth with
1: us. Sure. Well, I was raised in a Christian home, actually a pastor's home. Um, My parents as well were believers from the time I was born. And um, just had a wonderful upbringing. I, I was very loved and cared for, nurtured. And had a lot of amazing experiences in ministry. Um, And then met my husband, John, in high school. Wow. (laughs) Going to be a lawyer and had wanted nothing to do with the ministry. Mm -hmm. And I had felt called to be in ministry. So I was a little bit You know, like, God, what are you doing? Because I'm falling in love with this guy, and (laughs) it doesn't seem to be matching up with what I'm feeling you're leading me to do and be and um, be a part of um, church work and ministry. Um, And in his first year of college, actually at Oral Roberts University, he was in the pre-law track. And um, one day, uh, actually, a professor came into his class, and he was in there accidentally. He was a, a theological professor from that department. And he realized you know, after a few moments that he was in the wrong department. And so he <laughs> stopped and you know, oops, I'm sorry, I've come into the wrong um, class. He said, if any of you want to be fishers of men, follow oh. me. No, he didn't. He said that. He said that. <laughs> and then John stood, walked out the door with him and felt called into the ministry. Just like, like that. Me- yeah, just like that. It wow. changed. I mean, I'm, I'm like, wow, God, you're so big, because mm-hmm. he called me that day, he said, Debbie, you're not going to believe it, which I didn't, because <laughs> he had so adamantly said that was not for him, and he was, you know, he felt strongly that he was supposed to be a lawyer, and he called me, he said, Debbie, God changed my heart today, wow. and so that, you know, started a journey, we were married a year and a half later, and went into full-time ministry, And have served the Lord in ministry for 35 years now. And so it's been an amazing journey. And seeing God do miracle after miracle. And, of course, with the church that we've been leading now for 25 years, we came. 25 years ago, they had 80 people. And um, we were their first pastor. Wow. And so it's um, been quite a journey. It's, It's very, very awesome life. Awesome to see what God can do when you place your hands in his His yeah, care.
0: Absolutely. Well, that's such an encouragement. I think for so many people, you know, we're, we're so full of control to say, this is how we want our life. And, and if you tried to control John and forced him, I mean, it probably wouldn't have worked out so well. Like if that's you would right. said, no,
1: I want you to go into <laughs> ministry, right? Yeah. I had to trust God and just believe if that's where he was leading, he was going to take care of it. Yeah. And so I honestly, I just waited on him and he took care of the details. Yeah, it's beautiful. And I think that's just a good reminder to say we, we got to come to God and
0: even in our lives open-handed and say, right. as much as I love control, God, I give you that control. And you know what? You're going to do what you're going to do. And a lot of the times it's like, that's exactly what I wanted. It just looks a lot differently the way God does it right. than if I tried to do it, right? Amazing. Right. So you've written this book, She Believes, and I love that because, you know, I, in my, in my younger years, in my, my faith with God, really struggled with that, right? Like believing really what God was saying in, in the Bible, believing that he really loved me completely, all those kinds of things. Tell me what, what prompted you to write this book, this She Believes, like embracing the life you were created to live.
1: Well, I would say um, probably first and foremost, as a leader, um, you know, in ministry for, you know, years now, just watching girls struggle with um, identity. And and identity is a topic that's talked about a lot. Um, But just seeing even though they were being told certain things about themselves as a person and who they were created by God to be. I was seeing that it was it was in their head but it hadn't gone to their heart and they they really didn't believe what they'd been taught. They didn't believe what they believed, yeah. is how yeah. I could put it. And I, I was in that same category um, and just struggled to really take hold of the truth of God's word and 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 I think walk by faith with regards to his intentional purposeful design of me. And my mom, I think, was another part of that journey, not only watching the girls around me, but watching my mom battle with this issue. Having been raised in in church, having been raised to hear that God's word is true about her, she even as I started the process of writing the book, within those first few months when I was really trying to craft the message of what I felt God had placed in my heart. I sat down with her one day. She was 78 years old mm-hmm. at that time. And we were just in her kitchen drinking tea. And um, I said, Mom, I want to ask you a question. You know, do you believe you're beautiful? And she just kind of looked at me like almost like with I'd never asked that of her before. Mm-hmm. I I knew in my heart she struggled with it, but I didn't know what her answer would be. And she looked down at her coffee cup or teacup, and she just kind of stared at it in a minute and she didn't have an answer. Wow. And she looked back up at me and she goes, well, your dad thinks I'm beautiful. And I was like, mom, that's not what I'm asking you. Do you think you're beautiful? Well, well, I guess so. I guess I am. And. It broke my heart, you know, to watch. She's just the precious, most precious, dear person. Loves God, but it's like we've been taught. Um, it's like we've been taught that God's word is true, and but but there's this battle with um, feeling like, is it okay to say? That I am altogether beautiful mm-hmm. and purposely designed in every way by him. And I'm as, as beautiful as any other girl on planet Earth. Yeah. God does not compare me with anybody. He's like when I created her, she was altogether perfect, altogether beautiful, altogether knit perfectly perfectly in her mother's womb to bring me glory. Mm-hmm. And it it really solidified that conversation solidified in me. This message even though it's been it's been communicated in a lot of different ways in a lot of different forms. We need to keep saying it yeah. and saying it in different ways so that hopefully every girl that has come to know Jesus Christ as her savior will also be able to walk by faith with regards to who she was designed to be by God. And so it's it's a passion of mine. And I have seen the message transform the, the girls and the community of sisterhood that I lead. Yeah. Because it does. It not only transforms the individual person and how they do life, it transforms How they do life with one
0: another? Yeah, I can absolutely see that, Debbie. I I can see that. How how do we, as even older women to younger women, help them really believe this truth? Like, what kind of tools would you suggest? Or I I know that we 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 do community with them. You know, we're we're like here's here's my tribe. How do we practically help them understand that truth? Because I have so many girls. Even those my own age that really struggle with the truth of, of what God says about them. Like, they'll look at me and go, Mel, I know it, but I just feel like I don't feel it, or I really believe it. Like, it's in my head, but I don't really feel it here.
1: How do we help them get there? Well, first of all, I would say we have to live there. Yeah, yeah. And how we live there is through our words and our actions. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I think as simple as, are your words comparing one girl with another? And, and I know as individuals we're giving, we're given preference, you know, we look at certain flowers, for instance, and we say, we like one, the look of one over the other. Mm-hmm. Now, God looks at them and go, Oh, every flower is so beautifully designed by me. Yeah. And so he looks at every girl the same way. But if preference wasn't given to us, we would all want to marry the same person. Right. So there, there, the preference is a gift that he gave humanity, but preference doesn't negate the fact that every mm. single individual that was designed by him is perfectly and beautifully in every way created by him. And so we have to live there and speak that out in faith, not only over us as individ- our, our ourselves, mm-hmm. and then believe it for ourselves. But speaking that over and over, John says something, my husband says something, a person has to hear something eight times. I don't know where it got the number eight, but (laughs) we have to hear it over and over again. And Actually, the Word of God says faith comes by hearing Mm. and hearing the Word of God. Mm -hmm. So we hear it, we have to keep saying it to those that God, the sisterhood that God has positioned us around, Mm -hmm. whether they're older or younger. He's placed girls in our sphere of influence that we have to speak truth to. Not only speak it, but we have to live it out. And And I was not living it out. I was believing the lies that Satan had used through individual people, through the world's view that I had come to buy into. Um, I was believing the lies, and then I was representing those lies to the girls I lead, which breaks my heart because really I, my life did not change with regards to this truth until about 20 years ago. It started being transformed, and really how it was transformed was my, by my willingness and my person purposeful commitment to walk by faith in this, yeah, and so that,
0: and, and, it's a what choice. I, and Debbie, what I like about you, and I think even for myself, as I try to really live out an authentic, and intentional life, and I'm very open and honest about my own struggles, because I think that's how we as sisters uh, learn together. But even Perfect. for you, let's 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 share if you could share how that impacted you when a minister. Identified right. some of your things because I think when when people are like, "Oh yeah," but it sounds like she has it all together. She's she's a pastor's wife of you know, fourteen thousand people. I don't really see that she really gets the struggles I have, you know, as a woman. But you really, honestly, had to battle it out because it was actually said to you, sure. you know, in in this interview.
1: Tell us about that moment. Sure. Well, first of all, Melinda, I would say this: I haven't. I still have to go choose to by faith yeah. believe what I believe. Yes. You know, there's never a day that I wake up and I have it all together. So I would say that. But um I've I've learned to walk at a higher level of faith. As I practice faith, I've I've become stronger in my faith. Yeah. But years ago the story you're referencing is my husband and I were in our first pastoral interview. Um, we were actually at Village Inn, <laughs> sitting in a booth across from this man that we highly respected. He was past. He was actually the lead pastor of a very successful church, and God had opened the doors for us to um, potentially come on staff with him, and it would be, be our first position on staff at any church. And so we were very excited and very nervous. I remember just struggling. Like, what do I wear? You know, like every girl, yeah, like every girl does. What yes. do you wear? <laughs> um, and just sitting there, did I wear the right thing? You know, do I look okay? Across from this man that I was like, wow, you know, God, I can't believe we're even sitting here. And um, he, he, uh, the entire time, which I share in the book, um, focused on John, which to me was understandable. He was in, basically in that day when you hired a pastor on staff, you were hiring, most likely the man. Mm-hmm. You know the gentleman that you were interview. Things have changed. Yeah, they <laughs> sure have. <laughs> the value of the couple or the, a woman in ministry has really changed, and that's wonderful. But anyway, he he pretty much focused on John, didn't look at me at all. And after about. 45 minutes, an hour of talking to John, asking him a lot of questions, and obviously through his demeanor, liking what he heard. Mm -hmm. um, He paused in the interview and he said, Well, John, he said, You, I just have to tell you on a scale of one to 10, you are a 10. And he said, I I just love everything I see. I love your answers. He said, I think God's going to use you greatly and I really want to hire you. But he said, I just need to let you know Debbie's a liability um, for you. And, uh, uh, if I was going to rate her on a scale of one to 10, I'd rate her at about a four. He didn't even look at me. Oh, Debbie, he my and, th- heart just went. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it oh. was, it was really, um, I'm, mean, you know, obviously Satan wanted to use it. And obviously this man who loved God was uninformed and did not have a faith filled view of women. No. And how did you like immediately when you, when you heard that, what, what happened to you? Like, you? Just oh, went, I'll tell you exactly what happened. It was like, well, there you go, God. I told you, you made a mistake. You know, I am not, I am not going to be um, a gift to John in the ministry. I'm going to have to work really hard to come alongside him and help support him. I mean, it it actually confirmed everything that I'd come to believe about myself. And so, I, you know, it was just like another check mark, another check mark in the. Yes, this is right. God made a mistake. So.
0: so you come out of that and for any woman or any person, that can, that can, you could go two ways. You're either devastated and you live out the lie and believe it or you say, whoa, you know, that, that's not true. God, I need you know, your eyes and, and the understanding of who, how you see me. Cause really, because everybody, Debbie, there's always a choice. When something like that is said, you have two choices. You really have a choice. Either I believe it, and I go there, and I stay the victim, and I say, yep, see? See? He's right. Or we rise above it, and we say, no, 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 it's a lie, and I – how did that work for you? Because I know so many of my listeners and viewers that's our struggle every day. We hear these things, we see things that confirm our deepest insecurities, which is counter to what God and his promises and truths are. And we always have a choice to believe, you know, Satan, so the, you know, right. uh, the the deceiver and and the liar versus God, you know, the one of truth. How did how did
1: you how did you do it? Well, I would say in a way I was kind of in the middle. Yeah. Um yes, I I felt somewhat devastated that I was devastated because I felt like I was failing John. Hmm. You know, like, man, he could have married somebody that could have really helped him in the ministry at a greater level than me or helped him in life. Hmm. And I I, I just, I was saddened by that. But at the same time, I had enough faith in God to be like, okay, this is what it is. This, this is how I viewed it. This is who I am, and God will help me. Yeah, God will help me, even though I'm inadequate. Which there's some truth to that. I mean, I understand that without God, all of us are, you know, we're we're inadequate to be what He's called us to be. But I'm talking about, you know, mm-hmm. be, not believing that we're enough in and of um, our creation of yeah. who He made us to be. And so I would, I just was like, okay, I'm going to pull up my bootstraps and I'm going to put my big girl panties on and I'm going to be like strong in the faith. So it wasn't like I turned the corner to believe the truth about myself, but I had enough faith to go, okay, with God, he's going to help me. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a really good tool for us.
0: Even when we feel like, oh, they're true, what they said, there's that faith and trust. Say, no, God, right now I'm not fully there, but I, I know who you are. Right. I, I know you can help me. I know you're with me. I, I'm going to make it. And so it was kind that's... of
1: like that first step of, like, taking the se- little seed of faith that I have. Yes. Good. Which yeah. Was, yeah. was weak and uninformed. You know, I had I had heard the Word of God all my life, but I had not heard it in a way that honestly I think was well presented. Mm-hmm. Because I had been – you're almost taught like it's prideful to say that you're beautiful. Yeah. And that's where my mom was, you know, like, is this okay to say, you know, and I challenge girls all the time, stand in front of your mirror, mirror naked. Mm -hmm. I dare you. When you get up tomorrow morning, stand in front of your mirror naked and say, wow, God, what an amazing creation Mm -hmm. I am and give him praise. Because honestly, when we don't do that, we dishonor him. It's right. not honoring him to tear tear ourselves down. Right. No, that's good. Debbie, let's
0: talk about this because in it, it's so powerful about, you know, what you're just saying about, you know, believing and just starting with that little small seed because I want to I just want to walk through just Quickly, the sections in in this amazing book that every woman and church should have as a resource to really encourage our women, if if we're struggling with with not really believing uh, the truths of God. So let's start with this. You in, in the first section of this book, you talk about believing you were designed on purpose. And just quickly, what what do you mean by that? That that as a woman, I need to believe that I was designed on purpose.
1: Well, the, first of all, you weren't an accident. Yeah. It doesn't matter uh, the circumstances of your birth. It doesn't matter where you're from or your background or none of that matters. Other than God knew, mm-hmm. <laughs> He purposed before the beginning of time that you would be born.
0: Yeah,
1: and ex- accepting, understanding it, accepting it because we can understand it and not accept it, and and that every single component of our creation was knit together by him. Yeah, it's great. And and the parts that you don't love, mm-hmm. <laughs> even your nose too big, or I was told for years, I, my nose was compared by a relative of mine, <laughs> and said, boy, your sister, and this is a small thing. It, it goes to show us how our words are so important as a mom, as an auntie, as a grandma, what we say to those precious girls around us is an influence on their heart and their mind. But every time I looked in the mirror, I'd look at my, I would see, oh my goodness, look at that, my my nose is too big for my face, you know, mm-hmm. what What happened? <laughs> God, what happened? You know, it's little things like that, it could seem like really small, but you know what, every girl does this, they compare their breasts, they compare their their yeah. thighs, their height, their weight, their bone structure, and and God created it just like he wanted it to be. Yeah, he I loves love that. it. Yeah,
0: it's beautiful. So in so in the book as people get the book, you're going to go through that even in more detail that we were designed on purpose and to remind us of that. Next part, you say believing changes your heart. Uh, that's a powerful one. What, what do you mean? You, you talk about faith and prayer, uh following, and just quickly, what does when you believe this truth
1: of God, it changes your heart? Well, it changes your perspective of God first of all. Yeah. Because because I think this view especially for women but not only for women. I've talked to men about this and they struggle with it too often. Often more than we think. Mm-hmm. But once we we believe that God what God says about us is true, it's like a foundation for believing everything about our future our day-to-day life, our circumstances, once we buy into what he created us to be is perfect. He loves everything about us. Then we believe his truth about he wants to do good in our lives. Mm -hmm. He wants to help us. He's going to be the best is yet to come for our future. So it's like a foundational component, especially for women, but for men as well, to believe God, God's word on in every other area of our life. Well, what's
0: great is that you have then believing affects your mind and spirit. Believing makes being together even better. And believing what God says is true is for your future. Let's end with that, Debbie, that believing that what God has for you is for your future. So there are times in the day you're like, oh my goodness, today is just disastrous. Help us just be encouraged that believing His truth is for our future.
1: Well, I think first of all, when you when you understand God's love for you, even when you're walking through a challenging season, um, your perspective is so tuned into the truth that He cares about you and that He's going to use every circumstance for His good and for your good. And there's a part in the in the book; it's not focused on this, but in the middle of my writing journey. I was diagnosed with breast cancer, had a double mastectomy, and went through a year of very challenging recovery. It wasn't like I planned. I thought, I'll have this surgery and it will, I said, How long will I be, you know, laid up? And the doctor was like, Well, two, three weeks, and you should feel good and you go back to work and be fine. And it wasn't two, three weeks. It was a year and uh, close to a year and a half before I was back back to work. And I love to work. I'm full on. And it was very, very difficult. But my foundation of faith, knowing that God takes every situation and uses it for our good and for the purpose of His glory and using our life and circumstances mm-hmm. to bring us glory and blessing. Sometimes we view it as a challenging circumstances. Well, God's not blessing me today. You know, He must He must have forgot I'm existing today because I don't feel blessed. But every part of our life, as a faithful believer. Mm -hmm. has blessing within it. And I talk about that in a couple of the chapters. And I I pray that those chapters are encouragement to anybody that's walking through a challenging time today. Their future is bright as they look to Jesus.
0: I love that. You know, Debbie, this book is is fantastic. Um, Everybody should get it because it just, if you are feeling like... you know, I could be a Christian all my life. I'm just I'm new at this thing, and yet I there's so many things and and words and people, and they're saying stuff that is bringing me down. Or I've been believing for so long, uh, really the lies of the enemy. This this book, what your words, Debbie, are are just like rain and water to the salt. Really, because I think us as women, I love that you're about sisterhood. I love that you're about really encouraging people to believe and, and, and even your shirt, like she believes that God really is that amazing that we can come to him and he goes, you know, naked, naked in the mirror, <laughs> you're beautiful. I love you. Like, how great is that as God, you know, like God looking at you going, awesome. Great. Amen. You know, Amen. I think us, and us women need to be reminded. And I think that's great that we can chat. Cause I, even as you were talking, there were some things that were resonating with me to be reminded even in my own life of, of kind of going back and saying, okay, God, I need to take some time out and, and, and take in the truths of you and how you see me. Cause nice l- you know, you're right. Even though we've been in ministry for so long, uh, we're still imperfect in that, believing those things and having to continually remind ourselves of his, his yes. truth for us. So I appreciate this, this she believes
1: and for all of you go get it. Where can we get the book? You can get it on at Barnes & Noble or okay. Amazon or Family Christian Bookstores. Okay, Family Christian Bookstores. Um, yeah, they can pre-order now okay. or as of October 4th. Um, it'll be available.
0: Amazing. So- Debbie, thank you so much for being with me. I love the book, She Believes. and. It is going to be a book that every single person needs to get. And thank you because embracing the life you're created to live really spoke to me. So thank you so much for being with me here.
1: You're so welcome, Melinda. It was a joy to be on the show and hope to do it again soon.
0: Yeah. And you've got to come up to like the Toronto area and hang out with me. Okay. No question. <laughs> All right. Take care and God bless you in your ministry. Say hi to John from us. And thanks again for being with
1: us. Thank you. Bye-bye.
0: Thanks for listening to Your Story with Melinda, an exclusive presentation of faithstrongtoday.com. Listen to past episodes by subscribing to our podcast on iTunes and join the conversation with Faith Strong Today on Facebook.